Make sure you hit Hello, hello. Welcome to the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm Jennifer Dawn, a business coach and founder of The Best Planner Ever. If you're ready to start winning big in business and life, woohoo, you're in the right place. The Happy Productive Podcast is your go-to resource for learning how to bring awareness and some mental toughness, some discipline, some clarity, all these really, really good things into your daily productivity so that you can knock your goals right out of the park and start succeeding on a whole new level. Today, I am so excited because we're going to be speaking with John Davis, who has lived the life of an action hero. You guys are not going to believe all the things that he's done. He's been a professional flight director and a stuntman for stage and screen. He's an artistic director of three regional theme parks, a sword fighting comedian, a motivational speaker, an author, and a coach. And after September 11th, he brought his inspirational message to six Yes, one, six, 16 countries around the world, including the front lines of both Iraq and Afghanistan on six USO tours. So welcome, John. We're so excited to have you with us today. Well, I am thrilled to be here and really happy to be adding your podcast to my list of achievements. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I have to hear professional fight director. Uh, you got to tell me a little bit about that. So what does a <laughs> professional fight director do? Well, so, so imagine if you go and you saw a, a play or a film and you saw a, a fight scene of any kind. Now, a fight director is someone who not only choreographs the fight, but directs the entire scene that the fight is in. So the emotional content up to the fight and out of the fight is all part of the fight director's job. And so I would go in there and literally direct the scenes. Like, for instance, if you saw Romeo and Juliet, I would, I would start with the entrance to Tybalt to Mercutio. And then I would take it all the way through to Romeo killing Tybalt. And okay. so you'd, all of that would be my job. Wow, that is so fascinating. My husband always loves the fight scenes. And I'm always like, you know, okay, how much longer are we going to be fighting here, people? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that, that, that tells me the fights weren't very good because the, fights, the whole fights are designed to propel the storyline. And if you're not invested in what they're doing, then the movement wasn't congruent with the story. And that is a waste of time. Oh, that makes so much sense. All right. So what's your favorite fight scene in a movie? <laughs> you know, the number one question I get asked is exactly that. Uh -huh. And everyone, ex everyone expects me to say the princess bride. And, oh, uh, and it's okay. not the princess bride fight for me. Um, because princess bride is an amazing fight and it's an incredible fantasy fight. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the references to the historical fight manuals that they said all the way through it. But when I, when I choose actual fights that I like, my favorite was the ending fight in the movie called Rob Roy with um, oh. Liam Neeson and Tim yeah. Roth. And uh -huh. the reason was because I'm, I'm sort of a historical sword nerd. And uh -huh. so <laughs> we, had, we had one guy who was fighting with a transitional rapier and one guy who was using with a basket of broadsword. And they both were using the correct styles. And in the end, it was the brute force of the broadsword that ended up killing the other one. But the storyline was so well done all the way through that you got to see are some really amazing stuff. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And, and from there, you went to being a sword fighting comedian. Okay. <laughs> tell me where did that, what happened there? <laughs> I got to hear this story. <laughs> well, well let, let, let me back up just a little bit because um, yeah. 
I, uh, when I was a kid, I always had a stick in my hand and was running in the woods and playing Robin Hood. I, I was the kid who always wanted to have a sword in his hand in his entire life. And by the time I was in my late teens, I wanted to, I decided I wanted to be a stunt director and a fight director and a stunt man. And I ended up meeting two of the top fight directors in the country who, who liked me and thought I had talent in that area and started giving me their training. And, um, what happened was, is that, uh, there was something that happened right after that, that, that kind of derailed me for a little while. And we could talk about that in a little while, but what eventually happened is I went on and created a, a sword fighting comedy show called hack and slash, which got, which got first went to Renaissance festivals all over the country. And then eventually got picked up by the USO. And we went mm-hmm. all the way out to the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan and all over the world performing. And then eventually went sort of doing corporate events with that as well. And, that show was really wonderful. And for those of you who don't know what Renaissance Festival is, that basically means for many years I was wearing tights and living in the woods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what a comedy sword fighting is. Um, but there was, but there was uh, some pivotal moments in there that changed my life entirely. Well, tell us about one of those. Okay, I'll tell you the biggie. That way we okay. can get, get right into it. At 22 years old, I was well on the way to being a stuntman, well on the way to being a fight director, well on the way to get my black belt in Taekwondo. And a buddy of mine said, hey, come on out to my house and help me unload my van. I said, okay. Which, you know, I then began to question our friendship because of what he asked me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I got out to his house and his van was filled with 80 pound boxes of clay. He was a professional potter. Okay. Right? At this point, I was strong. I was rock hard, masculine bodied. I had long Fabio hair. I had all this stuff, right? And I was very, you know, I saw this box, this van full of clay as just another workout in my mind. And I climbed up in that van and I picked up that first box and I turned to set it outside of the van and my spine broke in two. (gasps) What? I I collapsed and was paralyzed. And Doctors told me, uh, they, said I took, they took me to the hospital. The doctor said, John, you have a condition of a spina bifida occulta. Uh, and I said, gesundheit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. Basically, what, it, what that meant was three of my vertebrae right at my pelvis never formed properly at birth. And with the extra 80 pounds of weight that day and the twisting action, I actually broke my spine in half. Wow. And the doctors, doctor said to me that day, um, we're not sure if you're ever going to walk again. And... Uh, even if you do, we're not sure that you're, and we know for a fact that you will never do a fab physical career. Your back can't do it. Mm-hmm. So basically he took my dreams away that day. And, and I went to some pretty dark places in, in the next week or so. But then a friend of mine came in and did, when you look at it from the outside, it looks like a really cruel joke. <laughs> um, yeah. But he gave me a book called the Tao Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. So Here's the martial artist who was just told he'd never do martial arts again, being given a martial arts book by the greatest martial artist that ever lived, right? right. So totally a, a, what looks like a, a bad situation, but that book is a, is a book about his philosophy of martial arts. Yeah. And it starts talking about, there's a couple of things in there that really struck true to me. One of them was staying very present mm-hmm. and uh, having mental flexibility, being very flexible no matter what's happening in your life. So that day I started focusing on my present moment Mm -hmm. and not focusing on the belief that others are trying to give me. And I started changing my belief system around what I was going to achieve. And I decided that I was going to be a stuntman and a fight director and do all the things that I had set my mind to. And that day I started flexing my upper back muscles above my injury. 
And I just slowly over the next couple of weeks started lowering, going further and further down my back. And about 20 days in, I flexed my hips and the doctors were like, that's below the injury, right? And then by a month, I was sitting up on the edge of the bed. A month and a half, I was able to walk down the hallways. And um, six months, I would say I was probably back to a normal physicality. Mm-hmm. And at a year and a half, I gave myself a gift. I climbed up on top of, uh, top of a three-story tower and I jumped off into a fall pad. And I went on to do over 4,000 live comedy sword fighting stunt shows all over the world. As I said, including the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan. I worked in Hollywood. I've climbed Mount Sinai and Machu Picchu. I swam in the Blue Lagoons of Iceland. I've done, I've done more things. You know, I did 16 countries with the USO. I've now been to 30 countries. And I have done more things than most people do in, in their lifetime. And yeah. it's all because of the fact that I know I can. And I, I create the momentum from my own choice and by leveraging my present moment and remaining flexible. This is amazing. And so obviously I've never snapped my spine in two. So <laughs> I don't know what that experience feels like, but I'm imagining like you're in the hospital, right? Are you in the mm-hmm. hospital and you're paralyzed? You can't move. And right. you, but you make this decision. So take, take me to that moment where you make the decision, where you just decide I'm not going to accept the fate that these doctors have said, this is my fate. And you decide you're going to do something different, which goes against all medical advice. Just right. take, take me to that moment. Like, where did that come from? Well, when, when I read that book, I, that the leveraging the present moment was very, was very interesting. But the, the, the mental flexibility part of it was even more interesting to me because it's like, I, it really told me that I was in charge of my own experience. You know, I am the creator of my experience. Now, as I dug deeper into it later on, and now, now I have a system I call the five F's, which is all about hacking that fight or flight response and getting past all that, because everything I was going through was being thrown at me was fear. Yeah. They were throwing their fears for me and my own fears as well. And so I had to get out of that mindset of creation. Now, you know, we only live one present moment and, you know, we have thought, word, and deed, and they can only be done here and now. Mm-hmm. Because yesterday, you know, tomorrow, I mean, yes, or yesterday, your subconscious mind is just filled with present moment memories and the belief that comes with them. And your future is just a place where you set goals for your next present moment. And so what you do here and now is what creates in your experience. So I could sit here and take the belief of creation that the doctor was giving me and telling me that I'll never do it. Or I could take my own belief and, and become the creator of my experience. And what I did that day was I, I, I after reading that book, I was like, well, who, who, who says? Who mm-hmm. says so? And mm-hmm. I had to come to realization that it was I, I'm the one who says so. Right. You know, I'm the one who creates my experience. And by, by choosing that, then I, then I, as I delved further into the spiritual aspects of it, Buddha says what you think you become. Gandhi mm-hmm. says you must be the change you want to see in the world. Krishna said you are the culmination of your thought. Jesus said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. But Moses said God's name was I am, mm-hmm. not I will be or I was, right? right. So whatever I'm, whatever I'm putting after I am is what I'm creating. And what the doctor was tell, telling me was what he thought I should say after I am. And what I put after I am was something different. And so once I did that, I just sort of started creating in that present moment, that outcome. And what happens is, most people get, who are trying to go for a big goal or, or be productive in their life, they sit in this moment and they look at that giant goal they've set and they mm-hmm. think they have to get to it. Mm-hmm. But that's not, the way the, that's not the way the brain works. 
The right. brain works very differently. It's like you do small present moment actions here successfully, and it comes to you and surrounds your experience. Okay. So I had to realize that what I did here and now brought my experience to me. You know, and I, I've, I've been in movies. I've done, you know, I, I, well, I witnessed Brad Pitt being smacked with a bottle over his head. You know, <laughs> and so I, I've done, I've really done really cool things in my life. You know, I've worked with the guys who did the choreography for Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Highlander and, you know, I've done all this amazing things, but I never would have done any of it if I hadn't taken uh, control of my own creation. I love this so much. And did you find, and I asked this for people who might be listening, who have made a decision in their lives that I'm not going to accept, you know, a diagnosis, uh, the reality somebody has given them, maybe something their parents told them, and they've decided I'm not going to accept this and they're trying to make that change. They're trying to create their own reality. And along the way, like in the beginning, those first few days, those first few weeks, you, you probably didn't have a lot of, like you couldn't feel your lower half, like you didn't have evidence, right? To support the decision, right? right. right? And so right. when you're in it and you don't have the evidence yet, how did you keep the faith? How did you keep your mindset strong? How did you keep going before you had the evidence, right? That will eventually line up, but we know it doesn't line up that day. It doesn't line up usually well, the next day. Well, faith is, is, is basically trust. Mm -hmm. and, and trust is developed by results over time. So you've got to stack your present moments to build that trust. Mm -hmm. But the first thing you have to do before you can get to the faith aspect is you have to tackle your fear. You know, and, and when you look at fear is an interesting thing, because um, when you look at fear, fear is just an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with you focused on a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. To knock it right. down even further, it's just negatively focused on certainty, right? Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing about that is if, if it's a, focused on a, a future, that means it's not in your present moment. It's rooted somewhere else. And it's you choosing to focus on a negative outcome. Now, we all have a natural fear response that we go through. When we get into that place of fear, the first thing that happens is we don't feel like we can breathe. We get all mm -hmm. tense and tight. But the reason that happens is not what people think. It's not that they can't breathe. It's that, it's that their body is actually storing air so they can run further and faster because it's a primal response based on the fight or flight response. I can prove mm -hmm. it to you. Do you watch uh, National Geographic shows on TV? Occasionally. I'm not okay. much of a TV so, watcher, but I do watch National Geographic. Yes. Okay. So you'll know that almost every National Geographic show has a doomed gazelle in it. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yes. And, and that doomed gazelle is out there eating grass in the field. Like, mm, 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 uh. mm, mm, right. And then the lion hits the field. The first thing the gazelle does is go. <gasps> right. <gasps> Gasp. Right. Now, if you're a parent and you've ever seen your kid almost get hurt. Yeah. You have gone. <gasps> You have done this. It is a natural primal reaction. The interesting thing is that the we, reason we do that is so that we can run further and faster. It's a primal mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. Actors on, in Broadway or in the film are literally trained that if they forget their lines, they're trained to exhale, relax all their muscles, and all their lines rush right back to their head. Mm. And the reason it works is because it shuts off the, the survival mode and turns the cognitive thinking brain back on. So in my situation, I had to get, I had to overcome my fear before I could come to faith, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now here's the next part of it. So, that, so what I've just done is I've led you into my five Fs in a way. So the first one is fearlessness. 
Right. Yes, I'm guessing of the five F's, one of them is not your F. So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sixth F, but we don't talk about okay, that. We don't in, talk in, about in, that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, not mixed company, not mixed yes, company. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so, so the so first what, one of the five positive F's, yes, is is fearlessness. Yeah, so, and, and literally, fear is just literally a matter of exhaling and realizing it's not in your present moment. First of all, label it too, because when you're in fear, it's hard to hard to steer it and move it. Yeah. The second you say, "Oh, it's just fear," now mm -hmm. it's outside and external. So when I was on the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan, I was talking to soldiers. I said, "You go into these situations where you might get shot at or blown up. How do you do that?" They said the same thing. They exhaled first. <sighs> they let their fears go. Really. But then they also said to me something interesting. They said, "But it helps that we have an objective to focus on." Mm -hmm. So the second of my five Fs is focus. Mm. Now, the interesting thing is focus is, is an interesting animal because do you, do you know negative people? Yes. Okay. Have you ever noticed they always have something to be negative about? Always. And that's always. where their focus is, right? Right. They yeah. focus on negative. The subconscious mind has two jobs. One of them is to store those memories, as I said, and create that subconscious belief. The mm -hmm. other one is to show you what you're focusing on to help you achieve it, right? So- mm -hmm. Say, say for instance, I'm a person, I love Jeeps. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I drive down, down the road, I see every Jeep yeah. on the road and in driveways. I see everyone because my conscious mind thinks Jeep. Right. So I see, right. It's the same thing with this. Your subconscious, if you focus negative, your subconscious mind is going to think negatively. And then what happens is because you are now thinking negatively and your subconscious mind is showing you negatively, you are thought wording and dating negative in your present moment which is stacking one of those negative moments in your, in your past, in your mm -hmm. subconscious mind, creating an exponential cycle of negativity. Right. The only, only way you break that cycle is to consciously choose to stay positive and create a successful positive moment. Mm -hmm. And then you stack that into your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And the more of those you stack back there, the better the cycle becomes and you start going positive, right? So you got to get really seriously focused in that direction. So we got fearlessly focused, Mm -hmm. Now we get to the one that we that you that we started this part of the conversation on, faith. Faith. Because once you fearlessly focus, you will start to see the results because your subconscious mind will show it to you. Because mm -hmm. you, know, I'm going to focus positively. I'm going to start to see positive things. Now your faith is building, and you have to have that faith. Because if you don't have faith, then you won't take the next of the five Fs, which is follow through. Mm. You won't take an action if you don't believe in it, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to like then sometimes even leap past faith a little bit to take the action to help you build the positive, you know, you got to throw yourself out of balance. But if you're not taking an action, the first question I would ask you is, what is the fear? What's mm -hmm. stopping you from moving? And you right. go back to the start. You say, okay, ah, you relax and you breathe and <laughs> you move forward, oh. right? So we got fearlessly focus with faith and follow through. And the last one's, the one that I started this conversation on early on, and that's flexibility. Oh, so, I love that one. Yeah, something is always going to come up that's going to seem contrary to what you're trying to achieve. Always, always right. happens. Right. But here's the, here's the cool part. What I just said to you about the subconscious mind is proven science, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the interesting part. When you focus on a, on a goal and something comes up that seems contrary, you get to make new choices. And the, you know, if you make a new choice that's negative, then you're stopped, right? Mm -hmm. 
But if you think about something coming up that seems contrary as my subconscious mind is showing me this so I can achieve my goal, now it's something you just need to address. And Mm -hmm. you either need to incorporate it into what you're doing, dismiss it entirely, or or literally eradicate it, basically. So you're it's it's one of those things that says, okay, my subconscious mind says fix this to get that. Mm-hmm. Stay focused on the final goal. But remember, you gotta stay flexible. Bruce Lee used to talk about be like water. You come to an mm-hmm. obstacle in, in the river, you flow around it or over or over time through it. But right. you have to stay like water and you have to keep moving forward. So you have to fearlessly focus with faith and follow through with flexibility. And those, those are the way you hack the fight or flight response. And those are also the way that you change your subconscious belief that's behind you mm-hmm. and alter your outcome because your present moment creation is dependent on you staying right here, right now. Now, one of the things I heard you say, and it's a red flag word for me, <laughs> and you said it like four times and, you were, and it was not about you, you were explaining a scenario. Yeah. You said, what about the people who are trying to do this and trying to do that and trying, yeah. try, 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 try? Yeah. Well, one of my teachers was, and, and I, 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 I learned from him from the movies he was in, was a guy named Yoda. I was going to say, you're going to whip out Yoda, aren't you? Don't try to. Do or not, there is no try, right? <laughs> you have That's to right. have that, right? I don't believe in affirmations. I believe in declarations. Mm-hmm. Because I believe I believe the word affirm itself means I'm shoring something up. It's not solid, so that's a bad belief. Mm-hmm. The word try. Now I said earlier that 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 you know what you think you become, but I also said whatever you say after I am. I had to take certain words out of my vocabulary to get out of that bed and move on. And the words I yeah. took out were wanting, needing, hoping, and trying. I wow. took all of them out of my vocabulary because none of them are present moment creative. I had to nice. make sure my present moment was constant, consciously creative. So I would say, I am, I am becoming a stuntman. I am flexing my, my upper back muscles today. I am going to flex my hip muscles today. You know, and I had to go through the whole I am process, staying very, very present. And the more I stayed present, the more that outcome came. And like I said, I've done, I've done amazing things in my life. I, I became a college professor at Oberlin, teaching stage combat, teaching physical things, right? The doctors told me I'd never have a physical career. I did more physical things than most people will do in their lifetime in yeah. a quarter of 10 years, you know? Just so you can do anything in your life. It's just a matter of staying very focused. And if you want to be productive, specifically in, in productivity, your present moment is, is the key to getting anything done. You know, you have to make sure, a lot of people talk about multitasking. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a big, I'm not a big believer in multitasking. I believe, yes, you have a list of things that are on your, on your agenda, but you tackle them one at a time Yeah. You know, and you go in and you do them well and you move on in the old, old TV show, MASH, um, <laughs> Hawkeye says, um, said something to Charles Emerson Winchester and Charles Emerson Winchester says, I do one thing, I do it very well. And then I move on. Yes. <laughs> do one thing, do it very well and move on. Yes. That's how you- I'm, I'm with you. I, the whole multitasking thing, sometimes, sometimes we get pulled into a little bit, you know, when you're cooking dinner and the kids are coming at you and everybody else is coming at you and, you know, the emails are flying in that we do end up having to do that. But I'm such a huge fan of just focus, you know, focus on one thing. We talk about our aid tasks and, you know, picking 
even in like our, my planner, I don't have a lot of lines for to do's because it's like, get really clear on what your most important things are and focus on those and see them through to completion. But it so lines up with everything that you said today too, of part of the whole point of an A task is pick the thing that, you know, puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? That does maybe scare you a little bit, but you know, in your heart, it's going to get you to where you want to be and just take that step today. Instead of like, if you had said, oh, I'm going to heal my spine and I'm going to have it done in three days, (laughs) you know, it would have been like, yeah, not going to happen. But you had to take a little step every day. And I love how you eliminated try from your vocabulary. It was just do, I'm doing this a a step every single day, every single day. And you brought in the faith and. Yeah. A lot of times when I'm, when I'm coaching someone through a process, I'll tell them to buy a digital voice recorder. And those, those small ones you can buy at Best Buy, they're like 20 hours they'll record. Click it on and throw it in your top pocket and go about your day. And at the end of the day, go back and listen to all the things you said about your present moment. And what most people find out is they think they're too fat. They think they're too lonely. They think they're, you know, they, they think all these negative things. They say things about themselves they would never allow someone to say about their friend. Yeah. Well, you know, Nietzsche, Nietzsche talks about the concept. If you want a good relationship, you have to foster the friendship. Well, if you want to foster the friendship, you need to foster your own friendship first. Yeah. Friendship with self. You know, you mm-hmm. need to be good to yourself. And so the reality of it is, is that you really need to get into the mindset of today I'm achieving something great, but I'm doing it one small step at a time. And, you know, when someone tells you that your back will never, that you may never walk again, and even if you do, you'll never have a physical career. And a year and a half later, you jump off a tower yeah. into a fall pad. You know, that's, that's doing something. But the only thing that's really interesting about that from, a, from an outside of me perspective and into the world perspective is that a year and a half is a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, we don't, have to, we, don't, we don't have to worry about how long it's going to take. You need to get into that because that's just the fear. It's going to take too long. You know, right. most people sit in this moment and they look at that thing and they think, you know, I got to get to that. But as I said, it's coming to you. Right. But here's the here's the biggest thing that I run into with people is they have a, a, a present moment belief that struggle equals growth. Hmm. And I say, why are you focusing on struggle? Right. Focus on the growth. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Because you know? where focus goes, energy flows. And-, and and your present moment says, I am struggling. Right. And, and, you know, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. God's name is I am and blah, blah, blah. Right. The whole thing. Right. And, it, right. It, it's, and it's I am, not I will be, not I was. Right. Right, right. here, right now. And, you know, it's funny in in, in, in um, the Judaic religions, you know, the word amen, most people don't know what it means, but it means so be it. Right. You know, not so will it be or so it was. It means right here, <laughs> right now, it's done. Right. Right here, yeah. right now, it's done. So that's the way you create your, into your experience. Right here, right now, it's done. And, you know, talking about multitasking, uh, for a while there, when I was when I was doing all my work and stunt work and all that stuff, I was also buying and flipping houses what? For, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, my I goodness. That's like, that's like it makes some extra money. So, and I took a course with a with a, a really successful real estate investor. Her name was Robin, Robin something, I forget what it was. But uh, um, one of the things one of her teachers said was, uh, first of all, don't lift a hammer. That's not your job. Your job is to find the next house. Yeah. But he also said, if you have four houses that you're tr- that you're doing at once, right, and you're trying to do them all at once, you know, all of the money from those four houses don't come until the end. 
But if you have four houses and you kick one off, this one's profitable now. This one's profitable next. And so you have money all the way through the process. It's the same sort of thing in your life. You know, you can have the small successes and that does several things for you. It pays you in your faith. Mm-hmm. It pays you in your positivity. It, pay, it rewards you for doing the things you're doing all the way through the process. So you need to make sure that you, not only are you being productive, but you're also rewarding yourself for doing those things. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. John, I'm just blown away. Like this is such great stuff. It's so perfectly in alignment with everything that we teach. We talk a lot about win the day, right? You have a big goal and it's, it's just can be overwhelming when you try to do so much at once, but if you just take it one day at a time and just win today, that's, that's your goal is win today. And those days start to add up. And then eventually you're going to start to see momentum and from momentum comes results and you'll get to where you want to be. And of your five F's, the flexible, I think that's so important. So often I see, you know, I'm clear on where I want to go, what I want to do. And then because it doesn't fall out the way that I've said it should fall out, it's like, hello. And then you get so flustered because it didn't fall out the way you decided it was supposed to fall out. So I just, I love that flexibility of this is where I'm going. I'm not going to try. I'm going to do, I'm going to get to this place being flexible along the way because information, resources, challenges, all these things will present themselves that help you get there. But if you're not in a mindset to receive it in the right way, you miss it. You miss the lesson. You miss the growth. You miss that good stuff, which, you know, I firmly believe the universe is always trying to line up to help us get to where we want to get to, but we have to be a willing component in that. And if we're fighting it, resisting it, afraid to take a step, well, you're probably not going to get what you're after if you know you, you're not following some of these some of these other things like flexibility right. and fearlessness and and follow through. I, I love right. your five well, Fs. Well, you know what's interesting is, is the concept of ask, believe, receive, and the universe mm-hmm. gives it to you, right? You know. The thing is, number one, you have to realize you're the one asking. Mm-hmm. And the way you ask is by believing. Yeah. And it's not about actually saying, can I have this, please? It's not about, it's, it's about your asking is believing. I am believing this, so that's how I'm asking. And I'm going to get it, right? That's really the key. You know, Robin Williams had two quotes that I love. And every movie he ever did, he always made sure somewhere in the movie, he said carpe diem. Mm-hmm. Seize, seize the day, Right. The other quote of his that I love is somebody asked him one time if he would do a Mork and Mindy reunion show. And his response was, you never look back if you want to move forward or you'll just run into a tree. Oh, that's a good response. Right. So if you're looking back at the things that have happened in the past, you're not creating momentum forward. You've Mm got to, you've got to be consciously moving forward. And you said earlier about getting out of your comfort zone, no great success has ever been been realized in your present moment without change, without mm-hmm. you going into something different and moving in a different direction. Another thing is, is, is that when you achieve that final goal, you need to immediately set a new one. Yeah. Because when you look at water and nature going down a hill, water and nature, that water's flowing, it's full of oxygen and life, it's coming downhill. Take that same water, put it in a puddle, it becomes poisonous and stagnant and the stagnant. bugs either exit it, right? Stagnancy is death right? Mm -hmm. Choose a new goal. Keep putting yourself in a direction. You know, the word action means to create motion, start momentum, or to do something. Mm -hmm. The word hero is someone who achieves extraordinary results in service of others. And I will tell you what, if you want to see real momentum, put yourself in service of others and go out there and, 
and really feel that change. You'll always be setting new goals and moving towards new things and feeling really ridiculously young. I, I turned 57 in two days and, and I feel like I'm about 22. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know? That's so I just nice. feel so young. Yeah, I, I love what you just said about being in service to others. You know, earlier in my career, when I had my software companies, I was always focused on the money. And as a business coach now, and, and you know, you're a coach, you work with a lot of, when I work with a lot of business owners, it's, you know, a lot of focus on the money, money, money. And I'm not saying I love money. I'm not saying not to focus on it. But in my own businesses, when I shifted my focus to service, and mm-hmm. how can I help more people? How can I can I help my clients dreams come true? The money was like the byproduct of everything. Like I I don't even have to focus on the money anymore because I know that when I'm in service and I have a a, a full heart and I'm doing everything I can to serve others, that money just flows. (laughs) It just happens. You know, when I, when I speak all over the world, I speak to big fortune 500 companies, everything. And I always ask my audiences a very simple question. And the question is um, what's most important to you? I have never once heard someone say money or my job. Mm-hmm. They always say family first. They always say family first. So if that's what's important, be of service to your family by, by saying, okay, I am doing this amazing job and doing this, bringing in this incredible income because I'm serving my family. Yeah. And that's a great way of, of, of changing the, the, the direction that you want to go. You know, because yeah. that, that's really, it's really important that you, you have a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, then what's your drive? Right. Your, if, if your drive is to serve your family the best you can, oh my gosh, you can go as far as you want to go. Right, exactly. I agree completely. And I really, for my, my coaching clients, so when I grew up, I didn't have a lot of, um, my family, it's very dysfunctional. And so as I've grown up, my, my immediate, my kids and my husband now, very close relationship, but I really have extended that to my business clients. I really feel like they're an extension of my family. And so when I'm taking care of my clients, when I'm taking care of my, my kids, when I'm taking care of my husband, just all feels, you know, that same love is <laughs> just right. sort of magnified. Of course, I'm careful about who I bring into that circle because I really want, you know, the right people in there. But mm-hmm it really does change your emotional state. It puts you in a different place. And it for me, it taps into that drive. It taps into that passion when your heart and your mind and your energy and all those things are lined up and focused on the right thing. Um, it just, you can just make miracles happen. And, and you know what, if, if you truly want to be of service and you can guide someone else through the process, that's really, I mean, one of the things I do when I do, when I go and I speak to companies, uh, and, and sometimes I have thousands of people in my audience, but I'll walk out in the audience and I'll find the most timid person I can find. And I bring them on stage in front of those thousands of people. Right now, that, that seems like a very cruel thing to do to somebody, but they're about to have a life changing experience because I guide them through my five F process. And what happens is in under five minutes, get this now, under five minutes, they learn to crack a bullwhip and hit targets out of my hand with it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the way it's done is I, as a leader, understand my 5F process. I, I lead them through their fears and I negate their fear. First thing they say, they hit the stage. I know their biggest fear. I know because I'm an empathetic leader. Yeah. That, th- that their biggest fear is being in front of this, this audience. Mm-hmm. So I, first of all, I make her feel comfortable with me. I say, thank you so much for coming up here. It's really, you know, really great of you to help me out. So I put her in service to me. Yeah. You're helping me out. Then I turn to the audience and say, isn't she a rock star? 
And so they instantly give her love, which is her biggest fear of not having their love, right? Mm -hmm. So I negated the fear. Then I start talking to her about fishing because I, I don't want to talk about bullwhips because bullwhips have, a, have a, a, um, a, a thought process, pain, danger, and that sixth F we talked about earlier. Right. 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 We don't want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. So I don't want her thinking that way. So I talk about fishing. I haven't even shown her the bullwhip yet. So we're talking about fishing. I said, have you ever, ever cast a fishing rod? And whether they say yes or no, I say, I'm going to teach you the best way to cast a fishing rod today. I said, let me get you a fishing rod. And I pull out a whip. Okay. So now I got, she were, you know, the audience laughs because they pull out a whip and I turn to her and I say, we're just using it as a fishing rod. Because mm -hmm. it's her experience, not mine, right? I need to keep her in a calm state. Then I have half of the audience <laughs> do the fish face. It looks like this, <laughs> right? So they're doing the fish face. Now she's laughing at her friends and yeah. the people in the audience, and she's having a good time. I've kept her positive, her positive mode, right? Her attitude yeah. good. Then I say, all I want you to do is choose which fish you want to catch and cast your, cast your fishing rod. And she does, and the whip cracks because mm. it's the same motion right right i said okay i said great that's awesome perfect you did it you got it i said do it again catch another fish crack crack i get her crack like four or five times then i say all right now you need to you need to start aiming for smaller fish and i i pull out a target and the tar what the target is it's a it's a uh, pretzel rod mm -hmm. so it's about that about nine inches long or so and it's pretzels and i hold it out there and the first thing i know now as a leader empathetically i know she's afraid of hitting me right so I turn to her and I say, look at me. Did you hear it crack? And she says, yeah, yeah. I said, you heard it crack several times, right? Yeah. So you already know how to make it crack. Now, if you're watching, is this on video as well? Yeah. Okay. So this hand gesture is something we all do naturally. Mm -hmm. This hand gesture, somebody says, gosh, you are so good. You look so beautiful today. You go, oh, stop. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, in hypnosis, they call this a wipe. And what okay. if, you know, we are all trained to think of let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I say to her is, you already know, I said, did you hear it crack? I get her to acknowledge that she did it. And then I go, so you already know how to make it crack. And I wipe it away and I put the thought in her head that I want her to think. And so now what I've done is I've shifted her mindset from learning a skill to knowledge of skill. So I just shortened her learning curve. Mm -hmm. Now I say, here's something else. I promise you won't hurt me. I promise you won't hurt me. I went right at her fear yeah. and took it out of, out of the equation, right? Sometimes when you're leading somebody to something stressful, you got to lie to them. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, well, you, you have to realize, you have to realize that it's their, it's their circumstance. It's their situation. It's their experience. And you're, if you're a leader, mm -hmm. then, then you're leading them. You're not dragging them. You're not a dragger. Right. Right. And so I have to meet her where she is. So once I say, I promise you're not going to hurt me, just look right where you want to hit and cast your fishing rod. Yeah. And, and they go kapow and they knock the target right out of my hand every Very time. Nice. Yeah. And it's, it literally is, it proves a couple of things. It proves that anybody can do anything if they get out of their own way. And it also proves to her that, you know, her timidity that she had or being timid mm -hmm. is because of her fears. Mm -hmm. And she just, she just was on stage and thousands of people just told her she was an action hero because yeah. she just, you know, she's a rock star. Right. And they, you know, so she had the real life changing experience and everybody in the audience who knows her as a timid person goes, Oh my God, I can't believe that they, she did it. Right. You know, so it's a huge experience. And that's, 
to me, that's the best thing is, is being of service to that many people at once. Yeah. It, it, it's huge. Right. And I think that anybody, anybody can achieve anything in their life as long as they manage their fear, leverage their present moment and remain flexible. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. John, I could talk to you all day. This is all so fascinating. And I, I, I want to end with by recapping one of the things you just said. Anybody can do anything if they just get out of their own way. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, that really sums it up so perfectly. So many great takeaways today. Thank you so much for being here. Can you share where people can find you if they want more of your amazing brilliance and wisdom and coaching? <laughs> and if they want to learn how to crack a bullwhip, <laughs> where well, can let, they let, find you? Well, let me, before I give you my, my website, let me give you one more thing. I want to give the audience a gift today. Yes. And it's, it's my 5F workbook. Mm-hmm. And when I, it's a free gift. And when I say free, I mean free. It means you go there, you download the book, you won't even have to give me an email address. I'm not collecting your names. So wow. it, it's about giving service today, not taking, taking from you. So mm-hmm. go there, get the book. But you know what, guess what? You're on my website anyway. So look around, check it out, see if you find things you like. I have a daily vlog in there. I put out stuff, daily mo- motivation. You know? And if you, can, if you don't want to do it on my website, you can find me on YouTube, Corporate Action Hero. Um, but every day I put out a small piece of motivation to keep us moving. And um, so other than that, you find me a corporate action hero on there. You'll find LinkedIn and, and, and Twitter and Facebook and all the stuff, all the links are there, but corporateactionhero.com is where you find me. And if you want the gift, you have to actually go to corporateactionhero.com slash gift because okay. it won't be, you won't be just find it on my website. It's a secret just for you people. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And we'll put that in the show notes, you guys. So when you go to bestplannerever.com, if you go to the podcast, um, sorry, it's, I think it's under blog, actually, we do a blog post for each of our podcasts. And so we'll definitely put the link for, link in there for that corporateactionhero.com slash gift to get the free gift. You don't even have to put in your email address, which is so awesome. Absolutely love the five F so much. So you guys, a great, valuable download to go and grab. Wonderful. John, thank you so much for being here with, with us today. And just so many like truth bombs, like one right after another, after <laughs> another, like so many great things. I, I always love hearing these things. Um, mm. You know, even so we hear it, we, we quote know it or whatever, but mindset and just always hearing things over and over and over. I'm always so grateful. It's such a gift. And you said so many things today that me personally, I'm just so grateful to hear. So Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for your audience, just remember today's choices are tomorrow's outcomes. Absolutely. I love that. What a great way to end. All right, you guys, I hope you got as much from today's episode as I did. Thank you so much for listening. Now get out there and go have a happy, productive day. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. Visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On the website, you'll find free resources along with the links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the personal lives of so many of Jennifer's clients. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.